everybody. Welcome to Time Out with Patty C. It's kind of basic and simple. It's the stuff that went through your mind when you were stuck in Time Out. We've got a regular crew and somebody new with us today as Dave up Salisbury Way. And since, well, screw it, we got to say hello. Let's start off. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hey, everyone. How's it going? Hello, hello. Sup, y'all? <laughs> okay, T- TD won it this week. Lee, what are you? Are you are you drinking like I don't know a, a wine spritzer? <laughs> I've been doing chores all day. Uh, chores? chores? Wait a minute! You don't have to do chores. Exactly. <laughs> so this week's episode is one hit wonders. And we have one heck of a show for you. But before we start the show, and we're going to ask Dave to co- uh, Dyfer to come on real quick. So, Dyfer, you missed our uh, our wrestling episode, but you you know a famous wrestler, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, Matt Foley well, went to Colin State up in uh, upstate New York. He also attended a high school in my area. Um, and actually, uh, another connection is there is Kevin Niffin. Uh, you guys might know him as Kevin James. Um, yeah. They both mm-hmm. they both went to high school together. Both went to Ward Melville, and they both went to Cortland. So uh, Kevin James or Kevin Niffin, as I knew him, they both lived in a Bishop Hall where I uh, had my freshman year. Um, and Matt was actually friends with my RA and would come over, you know, listen to jazz actually and drink some whiskey. They drink some whiskey. It was Whiskey Wednesday? They drink some whiskey and listen to jazz every <laughs> Wednesday. So that's how I first met him. And then uh, we'd go, you know, he'd go home or go out of uh, Pennsylvania, actually, to a wrestling camp um, on weekends. So we didn't see much of him on weekends. Uh, that's where he, uh, you know, worked on his uh, profession, his wrestling. Well, you know, the topic's one hit wonders. And Dave, well, since you're still talking, we're going to start with you because I bet you maybe uh, a Foley would uh, s- send people on their way, you know, in the ring. Because your first favorite one hit wonder is from who? This is uh, Rusted Root, um, a Pennsylvania band that I uh, was introduced to on an old MTV show called 120 Minutes. Um, And since, uh, it was released in 1994, and I've seen them, Rusted Root, maybe about eight times up at the Sherman in uh, Strasburg and um, a couple other places. And the first time I saw them was actually down at Lafayette College in like 1998. I had, a, yeah. I had another, I had a handful of uh, one-hit wonders, uh, you know, that are my still on my playlist. I can get into <laughs> them. I got "Tainted Love" still uh, by oh. Soft Cell. Yeah. I have uh, "Beds Are Burning" on Mid- from Midnight Oil. Yeah. Sure, the um, band was good. Saw them in concert. I'm sorry, the Boomtown Rats. Uh, I don't like Mondays. So I'm still stuck in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> and that's good. Now, TD man, you called this one right away right i still listen to this in heavy rotation but honestly i skip about two minutes and 40 seconds in to the second guitar solo not the one on the trash single version but sure. uh for about a minute and 30 seconds Bert navari absolutely rips on this guitar solo so and then after that it, guitar solo ends they hand back to this like chicken dance melody that they got going and i turn it off <laughs> but seriously, don't you just want to like strut around like a chicken? <laughs> it's a great yeah. 
Maybe that might 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 be pretty good. Now, now, Mikey D, you're next, and you know both Diaper and uh, and TD. You know they gave some specifics about their song, and <laughs> I don't want to put you on. I do not want to put you on the Mac, but I'm gonna have to, I guess. So uh, we'll we'll pick your first one. Yeah, uh, I love this tough, song. It was a tough choice. I mean, there's so many great one hit wonders out there to pick your favorite. Yeah. Tough thing, but. Uh, this this song I just always I always thought was pretty cool and when I saw the Reservoir Dogs movie with from uh, Quentin Tarantino and they played this song while they were torturing the policeman who was tied up and not, nothing against the police I'm not making this political but that was just such a contrast between a kind of happy song to such a horrible thing that was going on it was really yep. really wild and then um, I did a little research and. And Steeler's Wheel sang this song in 1973, and the, the guy who wrote it uh, was Jerry Rafferty. Um, and I didn't realize that, but he also broke out and had a solo career and uh, wrote Baker Street and yeah. Right On Down the Line, a couple other hits like that. So Steeler's Wheel might have been a one-hit wonder, but he he kind of parlayed it into some other uh, some other success. So. Yeah, and you and you know, friend, we to some of us we we all know them. So we have friends, uh, Ribby and Susan, and this was their wedding song. Oh no way! <laughs> That's awesome. Which one of them is stuck? I guess is the question. Yeah, I don't know which one was. <laughs> and then I don't right. like you put two. You put two in there, and this this is this is almost my favorite to die on. You know, because <laughs> and the video was crazy. They all had them. The jeans, like, I don't know, yeah. the overalls. Yeah, well, um, you know, 1982 it came out. Um, it just was a huge hit for these guys. I mean, I forget whether they're from Scotland or Ireland or somewhere over there in the you know, UK. And yeah. um, I remember, you know, in, in the early 80s, roller skating was a big deal. And this was just like a kick-ass song <laughs> to go roller skate. You thought you were hot <laughs> shit, you know? Whoa. <laughs> It always throws me back to that, um, and you can still catch these guys. They um, they had a breakup. Um, the band broke up because the, the lead singer, you know, basically got hooked on drugs and bankrupt himself, and then you know went to rehab for a couple of years. And he tried multiple reunion attempts, but I guess they tour now as uh, just Dexies instead of Dexies oh, Midnight Dexies. Runners. It's just yeah. Dexies. So you can still catch yeah. a little. Come on, Eileen. So now, Lee, put down your wine spritzer. <laughs> this is, you don't drink a wine spritzer at the club when this song comes on, right, Lee? No, not at all. No, this was, uh, this. I was, I think, like spring semester freshman year this came out in college. And this was like every house party, every frat party you're at, this, this, you know, this, that's, that's what this makes you think of. Yeah, they, that was that was that was a big one. Now the funny part is when I downloaded the song, I I took the remix version. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you know at the club you need to dance for 17 minutes to this exactly. song, exactly. and then uh, you know this was mine, and it's from uh, way back in the day, 1979, when. Uh, and this is the remix version. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds a little sounds like, sounds like a chip singing it. <laughs> <laughs> but we used to, like, walk around with a cassette deck, you know, and listen to some of it. The boom and box it on your done. shoulder? And then it, there was always that one guy that knew all the lyrics. And you were like, oh, man. 
<laughs> you're like so cool. And but you know what? That was, <laughs> he was, was not that guy. He was the guy who sat, sat yeah. home by himself and memorized the lyrics. So now we go to question two. So that was wait, our favorite one. Hit Pat, wonder. wait a minute before we go yeah. on. My sister was a huge fan of that song. She knew all the words. But my question to you is: Did you have like? Those real wide shoelaces in your sneakers when you listen to the song. Remember those? Yeah. No, I liked. I was this. I, you know, I, you know, you tighten your shoelaces tight because you just never know. You know, you got to run. You know, yeah. like, I'm DMC. How did they really like run away from their fans with their shoelaces? Like they didn't know. even have shoelaces. I don't think Run DMC did that. I don't know. I just remember. I don't know. So question, question two, one hit wonder. You got it. You keep hearing this, and you're like, I am just going to jump off a cliff. And and TD, you are first on the list. I don't know. Do I need to explain this? So when uh, when I was coaching youth soccer, we would always do a soundtrack for the kids. And for three years, the kids wanted this song as the leadoff song for our soundtrack for the warm-up. And I just, I just, I to this day, I just think of hot, miserable dirt fields with kids running around kicking each other when I hear this <laughs> song. So it just, sure. nothing but bad memories. And now, you know, I am a sexy guy. <laughs> that's what everybody always says that's what everybody always says i but, see that uh, in all the I podcast am, comments i am not as sexy as mikey d <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know about that so mikey d when you like get up in the morning and the groundhog day song like this would be your groundhog day song yeah like for day. sure for sure it almost has the same beat as who let the dogs out it's, just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. it's, it's no good <laughs> Yeah, but sure, as we sure. move on to the articles, yeah. Um, I like Mike, you, you know, you teach, and then you probably do they ever play this over the announcements, and then you try to dance this way through school? They don't, you know, admittedly, I'm not a dancer. Um, when I go to a wedding, what I'm really looking to do is just take advantage of the full bar or the open bar. Um, and, you know, I don't want to do the chicken dance. I certainly don't want to do the electric slide. And when the Macarena comes on, I'm just looking for a place to hide. Um, it's just, and the idea that it's already scripted, it's just everything is wrong about it, you know? <laughs> yep. So that's a great pick. Yep. Do you remember, and now, now, remember how crazy that was, though, with, with – Everybody doing that silly dance. I remember, I think George Bush, W. Bush was the president at the time, and they had video of him in like um, Ranger Stadium baseball game doing the Macarena in the stands. No way. Crazy. I just, yeah, it's it's nonsense, man. (laughs) Now, now Dave, I do not have yours. Somehow. That's a shame. Yeah, because I can't believe I don't have putting on the Ritz from Taco in my playlist. <laughs> That's an awesome pick. So the, so the reason why, uh, 1983, like I said earlier, I was a lifeguard down on the island. I actually did it for 20 uh, summers. Um, 1983 is when that song came out. And I would sit there uh, at the pool. You start as a pool when you first start as a lifeguard. And I don't know, Pat, remember WBLI 104? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. It was a top 40 uh, uh, station. And they would yep. play the t- uh, top 40 loop the whole day. And so all day, I'd have to listen to Put on the Ritz. And then at <laughs> night, 
Um, a group would come in. I'd, I'd work eight hour day, and a group would come in from six to eight o'clock. They would practice a water show. What was the song for that summer for their water show? Putting on the Ritz. So they would play it two hours continuously while they practiced their, uh, you know, water show. Uh, after I listened to it for eight hours on WBLI, so that one sticks in my mind. That one and um, trying to think of the other song uh, that they played all summer that summer, but uh, that that was it. Putting on the Ritz. Um, <laughs> yeah. I still cringe. I hear it, <laughs> and that's good. And I, and Dave, I mean, I mean Lee, like when you when you were doing chores today, you probably had this playing all day long, right? All day, right. Yeah. Like, like like TD said, literally, no words. There are no words to this song. It's just, it's just horrible. It's just horrible. <laughs> I I tried to listen to that whole album once, and it was terror. It was just like. <laughs> Oh, I, didn't even, I, I didn't even know they made an album. I thought it was just this one song. <laughs> it oh, no. cut them off in one song. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been smart. I mean, the guy couldn't even think of like actual words for the title. Exactly. And then now this, you know, Tommy Two Tone was my favorite, you know, Jenny. And um, it's cool when you're at a bar and all the girls are dancing to this song, right? But it's it's not cool when you're at a guy's bar and there's guys singing this song. <laughs> right? It just it just doesn't it doesn't fit so well. Um, so now we move at we move down to question number three. You know, a funny story about a one hit wonder. Now I I only have a few of them because they're so out to lunch that I'm only going to be able to grab a, a couple. So so Mikey D, you have the hustle from Van McCoy, but I don't have a I don't have a cue though. What what's your funny story about oh, that? Man, the hustle. Well, classic uh, disco song from uh, 1975, I think. And my funny story is is not really all that hilarious, but um Van McCoy was a he uh, he wrote a lot of songs. He actually started his music career in the 50s, but then he died real young. Uh, 1979, he died of a heart attack at like um, I forget how old he was. He was pretty young. He was like late 30s. But my wife, when she was in law school in the D.C. area, she and her roommates actually rented a house that was owned by the Van McCoy estate. Um, so it was kind of cool that that little connection. I was like, who's Van McCoy? You know, and I'm like, well, sure. Van McCoy, he wrote The Hustle. You don't know Van McCoy? <laughs> I mean, like, who's Van McCoy? Come right. on. Yeah. So, um Anyway, the, the other little funny story there was um, one of her roommates um, one night decided to make some cheese fries and forgot about the oil she left burning on the stove for a while. And uh, they had a pretty significant fire in the kitchen that luckily they caught in time and um, were able to put out. Nothing got really got damaged, and but they were they were sweating bullets about their uh, their security deposit, which I think they got back in full. So uh, yeah, worked out all right. <laughs> and you know, and you know, uh, a diaper. You you have on the dark side from John Cafferty in the Beaver Brown Band. Yes, I do. So what's up with that? You never heard of it. You never heard of Eddie and the Cruisers? Well, you know, so here's my story. So that that came out um, fall of 1984, which happened to be my freshman year at uh, at school. We used to go to this bar called the Peppermill. They used to uh, they they painted up a bus a, a bunch of old school buses, 
They would drive uh, their buses onto campus and uh, pick us up and take us out maybe 15 miles outside of Portland. And mm-hmm. there, was the pe- there was the pepper mill. Uh, so one night, um, you know, I was there drinking the Long Island iced teas. That was their specialty. Whoever ran this bar was a little bit before their time. They would run their videos on these screens uh, on the dance floor. I, for some reason, this song sticks with me. Um, it was a young lady I had interest in at the time. And I was dancing to this song, and I just, I remember just, that's all I remember, just dancing with her that night to this song, and then, then I blacked out. And that was about it. <laughs> um, As all great I, stories end. So uh, a couple weeks later, I, I had to take a bus ride home back from Portland to Long Island. And wouldn't you know, one seat in front of me was this young lady, and we didn't say a word for we didn't say a word to each other for five hours. So <laughs> she obviously didn't have a you know good memories either. Uh, even and Lee, you have uh, you have Thin Lizzy. The boys are back in town. I'm, I'm dying to hear this one. <laughs> well, like the first weekend, I don't know, you remember like the first break you get from college when all your high, when all your high school buddies are back together again. My buddy Doug, his dad was a superintendent at Wedgwood for like 32 years, and they had one of those big conversion vans. And he wasn't—he was—he wasn't a drinker. He was a big, tall guy. He was like six four, six five. So he rolled. Yeah, he rolled. Like I was the last one to get home. Whatever, whatever first weekend it was, we were all around. And he pulls up in that with uh, my, me and my dad. Are, my dad's sitting in the driveway, drinking his black Russians and smoking smoking cigarettes. Uh, and they roll out the side door, and that, and that song's playing. He said something like, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, I, probably. Maybe the end of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and in that place, it was just like a rolling nightclub. You know, we would just party all day. Oh, sure. And then, and then uh, that was always a good time. But I, they were playing that song the first, like the first, first break we were all home. Hey, and Mike, you have the proclaimers, I'm going to be 500 miles. Yes. New Year's Day is my birthday. Uh, so every year for New Year's Eve, we try and, you know, do something fun. We used to have this, like, uh, recurring party. One of the one of the, the um, couples in the group got divorced, and it completely screwed everything up. We've been kind of, like, uh, just kind of trying to figure out what to do since, like, on New Year's Eve. This year, we decided to go to Steel Stacks and watch a band called The Sofa Kings. And they're awesome, right? They, uh, they they played all night. There was like a horn section. They they were like the best party band ever. Uh, but but a lot like weddings, like I wasn't really interested in dancing, right? I was really interested in kind of saddling up to the bar and just <laughs> kind of taking, taking advantage of that component of the evening. You know, my wife's always like, come on out to the dance floor. Come on out. The question is, how many beers does it take for me to have a complete musical freakout and start to mosh? Uh, it's five, and the the tipping point was the Proclaimers. Uh, I'm going to be 500 miles. It was about 11:30 in the evening, uh, December 31st, and for some reason, I, I don't know, if I, I just had like a total dad moment when this this song like just moved me, and I was like moshing to it and just screaming every lyric, and uh, I don't know, it was it, it really it, it, it hit the right spot. And TD, I, 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 I can't wait to hear this story because this is the only one I had queued up. <laughs> so my first year teaching in Reading, I'm at uh, Northwest Middle School, and every year they do this lip sync contest, but I didn't know there was a tradition of pulling one over on the new staff members. So they, the uh, more experienced staff members told me that we were going to be doing the Village People YMCA so I brought in all my gear dressed as a cowboy um, and from my father-in-law. And when I come out on stage, 
It's Mickey by Tony oh. Basil, not YMCA. And I'm totally confused. There's nobody else on stage. And this song's playing. At first, I thought it was Quiet Riot. Come on, feel the noise with, sure. that, with that opening drum. And then yeah. when I realized what it was, all the kids start cheering and screaming and yelling. So I just started dancing around like an absolute fool, uh, yeah. which isn't, you know, far from my comfort zone. So um, it, it, uh, it ended up being a really good time in the auditorium at Northwest Middle School. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a really good one. So we're going to move on to question four, and it's the best breakup one hit wonder. Now, when I gave you the question, I didn't. I didn't tell you with what side of the breakup you were on, you know, whether it was the good side or the bad side. But I'm going to go first because, you know, if you were on the bad side and you did not want to, you would you, back in my day. You know, this is almost like a ballad, but then you would get to anger in you and you would just, you would just want to do, do a little Kung Fu fighting someplace. <laughs> that, how'd that work out for you, Pat? Yeah, well, it was not good at all. And then I, I put it aside and I was like, I will never listen to this song again. But then in graduate school up at Potsdam State, it was um, karaoke night. So I went to karaoke and I got on stage and the lights were dim. So you really couldn't see the crowd. And I did the dance and the kung fu. And then it was over. <laughs> This is what you heard. There was, there was no noise. No clapping. Crickets. No, no nothing. So for the second time in my life, I was um, I was just totally <laughs> destroyed. Mike, you Mike, you have the next one right here. I like this. Yeah, you know what? This I, I, I don't know if Squeeze was a one-hit wonder or not, but this felt like a good song to uh when you think about breaking up and hitting the road maybe yeah. a convertible and saying i'll see you later i'm moving on uh, <laughs> it's a good song yep now lee you're up next uh and i don't have any of your songs <laughs> the first one <laughs> you gotta sing a little bit lee but, but i'm not singing the, that one, the second one <laughs> I, it's, it's the Divinals, 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 yeah, Divinals, right? Yeah, you know, you just lead, you know, after a bad breakup, you just need a little time to yourself. I touched myself from the Divinals. <laughs> it was a really good video, too. It was a good video. <laughs> but your first one is the All American Rejects gives you hell. Yeah, that's perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you know, I I think there's a theme like mine. My this this the number four and number five questions. Mine are a little bit more recent songs, I think, because. Uh, I have a little bit more recent breakup experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, you do. Mike, you chose Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry, be be happy. Is that what they would say to you, or you would say to them? Like, it's not me. It's 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 not yeah. you. It's me. You know, it, it works both ways. You know, I mean, I'm an optimist. So hey, it didn't work out. You know. It's okay. Things will be fine. You'll find somebody else. I'll find somebody else. No big deal. You just no move on. The world's a big place. There's lots of fish in the sea. It's all going to work <laughs> yep. out just fine. Just be happy. You know? Now, TD, you went a little different with Georgia Satellites. Keep your hands to yourself. Is <laughs> yeah. it, which side of the coin is that one on? Uh, I think, I think uh, I'm the guy that's being told, keep your hands to yourself. Uh, I just, I just, I love that goofy song. I love the opening yeah. riff. And, uh, 
you know, don't hand me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. No <laughs> hug you, no kissy, until you make me your wife. I just, sure. you know, that's good stuff. It's like, you know, that's the ultimatum shotgun wedding song. And yeah. um, I'm out. Now, Dave, Dave, we saved you for the last. And the reason why is this, I completely forgot. Yeah, because the beginning of the video, they're just sitting on a, a bench in front of, like, their apartment or the projects. Sure, and sure. The way I read this question, so, again, I'm correlating with the year. This is 1989. Um, I was dating a girl for three years who went to the University of Maryland. So I had make it, uh, made a trip down to see her in, like, May or uh, April, end of her semester. And I had picked up that there was something going on. Something was, you know, different. Something wasn't right. And there was a, uh, another guy that was kind of latching on when we went out a couple times. And uh, yeah. she gave me the old, he's just a friend. He's just a friend, you know. Um, two weeks later or a month later, my sister got married. 1989 and she waited till after um, the wedding and a good time to basically tell me that he's not just a friend anymore that you know she was moving on classic it hits it it hard still <laughs> whenever you hear it that's crazy man. Yeah, it brings me back to 1989 yep absolutely and I remember well, going actually I remember going you know after the whole conversation that that's when Twin Peaks was big uh, 1989 okay. I remember I sat there and uh, watched Twin Peaks after, you know, a little discussion. And it should have been a good time. It was my sister's wedding. I had a blast. But she just brought, it, brought the house down. And uh, I sat there watching Twin Peaks that night. Well, we're going we're gonna to move to question five. And I just want to let you guys know if you, if, if you need any therapy sessions. The bars are opening up right now. And uh, you'll be able to at least stand six feet away from somebody. This first, the, the, the last question was, you know, uh, the, the best breakup one-hit wonder. And this question is the favorite one-hit wonder to get back at someone, especially the girl that broke up with you, or for the new boyfriend of your old girlfriend. And Mike, um, <laughs> you chose. <laughs> I will survive my glorious day. <laughs> Tell me a little about that song, Mikey D. <laughs> that kind of speaks for itself, you know? 1978, one of the biggest disco hits of the 70s. Sure. You know, uh, <laughs> what else you got to say, man? <laughs> now, Lee, you chose a song from CeeLo Green, <laughs> yeah. and this is a family podcast, so the effort <laughs> can't be used. Oh, they did, they did a clean version well, of that. Well, yeah, there, yeah, there was a sanitized uh, yeah. version that was called, you know, right. forget, forget, oh, there was. forget You. Yeah, but yeah. It, doesn't, yeah. Forget it, doesn't, it doesn't carry the same, you know, the same punch that, you know, I, I was actually... Uh, I had never seen the video, you know, the the unsanitized, you know, the, the unsanitized video version, and it, it definitely carries a little, a lot more weight with uh, the original title. Yeah, and next up, next next up, Mikey, we got you, Mike, Ugly Kid Joe. Everything about you. It's a horrible song. I mean, yeah. it, it, it has no merit, but um, but uh, you know, according to the category, it, it fits perfectly. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. They're a one-hit wonder, and uh, I remember watching the video. Um, it was like a bunch of kids. I remember like being just slightly older than than them, and just being like, "These kids just have a camcorder on the beach, and uh, they're just complaining about an ex-girlfriend." This is this is interesting to me. And then they disappeared, and rightfully so. <laughs> a horrible song. <Yeah. laughs> and now, TD, you have "Sex and Candy" from Marcy Playground. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So I kind of took uh, I kind of took a cerebral approach on this. Just just kidding. Uh, no, I always I always really like this song, and and I know Marcy Playground is considered a one hit wonder, and this is their one hit. But I actually like m- multiple songs by them. But I just you know the song you know hanging around downtown by myself, and there she was like double cherry pie. There she was like disco super fly like. He's down and out. He's by himself. He sees her. Boom. He's on his way back. He's rebounding. So that's it. And now, and now, uh, you, you have a real interesting one too. Uh, Tell us about, uh, she drives me crazy from flying young cannibals. We go back to 1989 and, uh, the same girl, same situation. This is a recurring issue here. There's some scars. There it is. It carries on into the summer and she's, Back in, uh, you know, back in my life. Um, and by the fall, things had fallen apart again. So this song was out in 1989. She drives me crazy. Um, so it was back and forth throughout the summer. And it, it was finally done, you know, by January of 1990. Yeah, so again, 1989, Fine Young Cannibals. I still remember putting the cassette into my uh, uh, player, my Ford Famont, and, uh, you know, letting this roll. <laughs> so wait, this, was, this was after after she she dumped you after the wedding for yeah, yeah, so again this, that was this, just a friend we, right yeah now we she, go into the summer and you guys and got she, back together she wants, you know she wants to get, get back together again and so forth yeah so that's perfect yes yeah, so perfect song crazy yep absolutely so now we move, move, move we're gonna move on we're gonna move on now to question six and it's a one-hit wonder, like because Dave, you've missed it. But at the end of our end of our podcast, we always do a historical question, and uh, we asked Genghis Khan some questions. Ben Franklin, George Washington, and so a one-hit wonder, Genghis Khan, Ben Franklin, or George Washington would listen to. And since Dave, you're new, yours was really interesting, and 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 tell us about it. It's uh, so r- real quick, all right? So for Genghis Khan, I um, uh, chose. Who Let the Dogs Out, um, which was played earlier. Um, I just imagine him, uh, you know, running um, roughshod over uh, Asia and just letting the dogs out and, um, you know, taking care of the 40 million people that he was responsible for killing in you know, his, uh, his purge. Um, yeah. And then, so, you know, you got, you know, TD, you got, you got... You got this. I know. Song. I love That's awesome. the intro so, uh, this song. I was like, oh, Genghis Khan and the Mongols were the guitar like, like pagans, and they worship the sky god. And uh, so, I just thought this was perfect. Spirit in the sky. Yeah. Uh, I Todd, you, you know, because I think it's right. Join a band. That's right. This, and that's the name of our we're band. I think Genghis Khan and the Mongols. <laughs> that is like and now Mikey D let me turn uh, that yeah. off Mikey D you chose uh, you chose this song yeah there's safaris it's a you know wipeout it's it's, from the, it's an instrumental from so the you know all these guys yeah. were from different well Genghis Kong was from a different time than like Ben Franklin and George Washington and you don't have to worry about lyrics, you know. You don't have to worry about what they're saying. It's just and it's just a feel-good song, you know. I could see Genghis Khan yeah. pillaging villages no. with a song playing in the background and that's going through his head, you know. Um, same thing with George Washington in the Revolutionary War, just kicking some ass with the, the Brits. Um, and the other Sure. Yeah. 
or or they, you know yeah exactly a couple weeks exactly. ago you know perfect it background awesome if they had you know, huge just about any event we're playing this one and the other the really Delaware. cool fun fact <laughs> is that one of the writers of the song one of the members of the safaris the bass player as a matter of fact was named pat Connolly. how about that yeah Whoa. yeah Deja vu. I think Pat Connolly. No way. <laughs> you might. You might. Oh, well, that's awesome. I, I wonder Let's if I can get this. a residual off of that. <laughs> so, Mike, you're up, I Mike. Mean, What's up with this I mean, one? As you're listening to this, think about Benjamin Franklin, you know, doing the cabbage patch, you know, maybe George Washington, you know, just kind of bouncing up and down. Uh, yeah. This is, there's a comedic sure. component to this, but... Um, this would be amazing for getting this song to get down to. And if he had taken Slater Phil's, you know, lead, maybe he would have been a little bit more chill. Sure. Now, that would be an awesome video. Genghis Khan, Ben Franklin, and George Washington dancing to jump around. I would pay, I would pay money for that. This week, with the time machine, uh, boom, you jump in the time machine. You're, you're transported back into August 1492. The doors open. You're in the harbor. Linear. There's a dock, and you're walking up. There's three ships. We know what the ships are. You know, the Santa, the Maria, and the Pinta, whatever. Anita. And then there's Christopher Columbus. You jump on a boat. Boom. And he <laughs> greets you. Now, back then, they didn't have backpacks. They had satchels, I think. So you reach into your satchel. And you pull out something for him for his upcoming trip to the new world. And we we need to know what that is. So, um, well, um, what do you what do you give him for everybody knows Christopher Columbus and and what he did and and who he was. (laughs) So I did a little research just to kind of refresh my memory. And I found some interesting little facts, you know, um, and TD, you're the historian. You probably knew all this, but he didn't really know where he was going obviously he thought he was going to the to india to the far yep. east you know and and i found this i found this quote that he um now whether or not this is really legit sure. but i saw on the yep. internet you, i know yep. you can't believe everything you see on the internet but he said and i'm paraphrasing um for my voyage to the indies i did not make use of intelligence mathematics or maps so that just told you right there he was just going out for a you know a, a sunday cruise with his three ships. So I think I would pull out a, a uh, nautical chart and I would say, hey, yeah. you're going to cause a lot of havoc <laughs> with what you're doing. There's going to be some good things that come out, but you're going to create a lot of problems. So here, maybe you should re- read this map here, buddy, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and use this, you know. <laughs> well, I think I was going on the same line. You, and what, are gonna, we, what are you going to reach we, in and give Christopher uh, Columbus? I would, I would have brought a... Uh, uh, I think a brand new iPhone 11 with loaded with Google Maps, and I would have just said, "You're welcome." <laughs> you know what? The only people that I can currently hear, Pat, are you and Lee. How about you, Mike? So I'm not sure what, what what Mikey D said, but if it's not a repeat, uh, I would hand him an iPod oh, no uh, loaded with only one-hit wonders, <laughs> and it would lead yeah. off with Christopher Cross's nice. "Sail Away." Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm nice. giving uh, Chris Perfect. an iPod Classic loaded with a playlist, and um, I got the first two songs on there Holy. are "Funky Town" by Lips Incorporated, which yeah. is an absolutely uh, classic bad song. Um, 
basically all they say in the whole song is uh, need to move to a town that's right for me. And uh, Christopher uh, Columbus needed a lot of help with Ferdinand and Isabella to get him to finance the voyages. They did a couple independent studies and both said, this guy's crazy. It's not going to work. So I said, you know, if you can get, maybe even get Ferdinand and Isabella dancing, you'll get your money. And then the second one is uh, you're going to need a crew. So the second song on there is in the Navy by the village people. And although you're not a Navy, there are no great, catchy disco tunes written about the merchant marine i don't think so so i'm going with funky town and in the navy and then other songs that pass the time while you're sailing across no, the atlantic no. nice. well i uh, i that's also a had a, that's a good one how about, my idea how about you die for what do you got for christopher so, uh, columbus iphone but i'm gonna take christopher with me and bring him to the present and give him a yeah. life preserver and a bike helmet yeah. Because uh, in the recent protest, a few of his statues have been torn down, and one of them was one of them <laughs> was thrown into a river. So we might need the life preserver for that. So um, <laughs> sure. I'll bring him to the future and uh, give him a bike helmet and a life preserver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good one. Oh, that's great. And, you know, I'd, 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 if he, if you, if we were all there, I'd be like, wow, he's got all this great stuff. And I would just, man, my satchel was huge, like really big. Cause I just stopped at the dispensary and I would just give him the most top grade weed and just say, man, it's a long journey. Start smoking early and a lot because it'll pass the time. Boys, this was an incredible fun time. And uh, once again, here's a little Matt Bolton. Now, uh, I'm going to ask you all to say a goodbye, and then we'll stay on for a little post. Hey, goodbye, everybody. Podcast. Have Talk. a good night, How about you? Let's say goodbye, Mikey D. Arrivederci. Dave. See you, everyone. TD. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> And Lee, come on, Lee, put down the wine spritzer <laughs> and say something cool. I'm out. Okay, I like that. All right, three, two, one, and we're done. Now- hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. You're listening to a little live Matt Bolton in the background here. Live solo looping with no previously recorded backing tracks. Hey, you can subscribe to Matt on YouTube and Periscope and MattBolton.com and for check for his updates. I'm going to put all his information in our show notes. I've been listening to the guy for a couple years now and he rocks. So we're going to end and fade out with a little live Matt Bolton. A little jam. He's playing Althea.